Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Isaiah chapter number 60, uh, we're going to read from verse 1 again. Uh, people say, well, you've been teaching that uh, from the beginning of the year. Actually, you're wrong. I was teaching it since the be- late last year. I've been teaching it since the end of last year. And we only just got started. Uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin taught on Mark 11, 23, just one verse for almost 50 years. Now, he used that verse in connection, but that was his main thing. And I'm told uh, um, that he was already teaching it for about 50 years before people like Kenneth Copeland caught on. Just imagine if he had stopped and said, I taught it for 20 years, 10 years. They must have gotten it now. People like Brother Kenneth would not necessarily have caught on, and he went on to develop and teach uh, faith in, you know, in, in areas that has blessed the body of Christ. So uh, even if God gives you a message or two, don't, don't, don't try to teach everything. Just teach what God asks you to teach. And one of the things God asked me to teach this year is based on this, uh, this chapter. So we will look at it in various areas. There's still so much to see, um, but I believe the Holy Ghost will help us this morning or afternoon, wherever you're watching from. So Isaiah chapter number 60, verse 1, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And it said, And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, it said, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. He said, But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Verse 3, he said, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Verse 4, he said, Lift up your eyes. Round about and see, all they gather themselves together, they come to thee, and thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. <clears throat> Verse 5. He said, Then shall thy then shall then thou shalt see and flow together, and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, and the forces of Gentiles shall come to thee. You know, just, just reading all of this over and over again, just it tickles me because I'm like, this is so clear in scriptures, and yet we don't seem to see it in manifestation. Let's go back again from verse 1. I could read it over and over again and have a good service. He said, arise, shine. Tell somebody, arise. Say, shine. Some of you are not saying it loud enough here. Say, arise. Say, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. All right, I'm going to continue to read the other verses. You don't have to repeat this part. It said, for behold, behold means to look. It said, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. It said, but... The Lord shall arise upon you. So here, we see a distinction between what's going to be happening in the world and what's going to happen in the church. 
The Bible says that the, church, the world is going to be in darkness. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And the Bible says, but the glory of the Lord shall arise upon you. So even though the Bible tells us that in these last days, perilous times will come and that it will be difficult times, we as believers are not supposed to participate in the negative times. Our own prophecies are different from the prophecies of the world. The world is going to go through a dark season. The Bible says they would. Not because God plans it for them, but because they, many are living outside the premises of God's word. After Adam sinned, we know a curse was released. Sickness, disease, death was released upon the earth. Because Adam had enough power in him to affect the earth. So after Adam sinned, sickness came, disease came, death came. But Jesus Christ came to redeem us from all of that so that we should not be partakers of the curse on the earth. Somebody say hallelujah. Verse 3, he says, and Gentiles shall come to your light. And this is part of the verses we are going to spend a little more time today. He said, and Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Well, we're going to start from verse 1 again. So arise, we already said that means to stand up. It means to, to change. It means to uh, wake up. It means to stir up yourself, which means that if you keep going the way things have been going or the way things were going, things may not change for you. There has to be a change from you, from the inside. You have to stir yourself up. You have to do things differently. You say, well, I'm doing the best I can. Well, when the Bible says arise, it's not only just talking about a physical standing up. Actually, the major part that God expects us to, to change is in the, our way of thinking and seeing things. In our way of, of processing things. The Bible tells us that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. We are transformed. So the transformation is not just because we are trying to do some physical things. The transformation comes because we are changing the way we think, the way we see things, the way we process things, the way we accept things. What we believe is right. What we believe is wrong. You know, some people... They have held on to some facts. Even when the Bible says that's not the truth, they say, no, I just, I just agree. The Bible calls that stubbornness. And it's not a good thing, praise God, when it is contrary to the word of God. Now, if you hold on to the word of God stubbornly, that's good. But if you are stubborn in areas that is not the word of God, it becomes dangerous. Some people are stubbornly afraid. <laughs> they look at the circumstances around them like, it's hard. It's difficult. I don't care what you say. It's difficult, Pastor. I hear you, but it's hard. We have to call a spade a spade. That's why you're, you know, you, are, you have been dug into the ground using a spade. But the Bible says that when everybody is saying there is a breaking down, what should you be saying? That there is a lifting up. So you can afford to join the rest of the world. You can afford to be like the rest of the world. So that's why he says arise. And the place to arise is first of all in your thinking. He said lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Don't look at things the way people are looking at things. Don't see from their perspective. Don't see from the news, the fake news. 
Don't see from the things that are contrary to the word of God. Don't, don't begin to look and complain like everybody else. The Bible says lift up your eyes and see from the word of God. Hallelujah. So what is darkness? We looked at that a couple of um, times. looked at some scriptures last week about darkness. That darkness includes absence of good, absence of light. Darkness includes things like sickness and disease. I'm going to share, I'm going to, you know, just mention some scriptures. We will look at them and then uh, we can go ahead. Just open to Psalm chapter number 18, verse 2. Verse 2. The Bible says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. Somebody say hallelujah. Just continue. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Continue. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, and the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out unto the Lord. He heard my voice out of his temple, and, came, and, and my cry came before him, unto, even unto his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations also of the hill moved, and were shaken, because he was wrought. There went out a smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth, and devoured, and devoured. coals were kindled by it. Somebody say hallelujah. Now let's go to uh, Psalm 82. We're going to start. Let's just read the whole the whole psalm. Hallelujah. Psalm 82. This is a very popular psalm in this in this church. Don't worry, we are getting started. We are getting uh, stirred up. He said, "God standeth in the congregation of the mighty and judgeth among the gods." How long will you judge on God unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. He said, defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. He said, deliver the poor and the needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. He said, they know not, neither will they understand. He didn't say neither do they. He said, neither will they understand. He said, they walk on in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are out of cause. He said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are the children of the Most High, but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Now, in this particular chapter, what does the Bible call here darkness? The Bible is saying that they are walking outside what God says they should. He said, he said they walk on in darkness. Back up again to uh, verse, verse 5. He said, they know not, neither will they understand. He said, they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the, of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are the children of the Most High, but ye shall die like men, men and fall like one of the princes. So the Bible is saying here that, that um, the reason why they are walking in darkness is because they do not know and they will not understand. They don't. They have not paying attention to the word of God. God says, "You are gods," but they don't know. They don't understand. They don't want to know. 
They want to walk on in the natural way of living. Somebody say hallelujah. So one of one of the one of the one of the things the Bible describes as darkness. Let's just read this last verse and we'll continue. Say, Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Now, when people usually read that, they think he's talking about the Almighty God. No, he just said, I say, ye are gods. Then he said to the gods, What? Arise and judge the nation earth. If you look at that word judge, it actually means to rule, it means to dominate. It's the same word which means. Uh, replenish rule and reign. Say you, I say you are gods, so you arise and dominate the earth and let what you say become, become the, the rule upon the earth. He say, and thou shalt inherit all nations. So God is not trying to inherit all nations. So he's talking about sons of God. Someone say hallelujah. I say, say hallelujah. So he said, if you arise and judge the earth, he said, you inherit all nations. But if you keep quiet and act like a dum-dum or act like a, a weakling or you're afraid, you are, you are walking less than what God says, you don't see yourself as a son of God, as a God upon the earth, then you will, you will die like a man, man. That's what he's saying. So what we are saying is that to arise is to change the way you think. Yesterday, we read from St. John chapter number 6. Somebody came to Jesus and said, What shall I do that I may do the works of God? Jesus said, This is the work of God that you may believe. So believing is not as, as simple as many people think. It's not hard, it's, but it's not just what many people think. Because many people say, I believe, but they really don't believe. And because they don't believe and they think they believe, they experience the experience of unbelievers thinking they are believers. So that's why the Bible says we need to repent. The Bible says examine yourself if you be in the faith. Don't just think you believe. You need to examine yourself. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. He said examine yourself if you be in the faith. That means that you have to look at yourself. The Bible says, for example, these signs shall follow them that believe. If you look around and signs are not following you, what should you tell yourself? Say, hey, hey, do you really believe? The Bible says, they that believe, they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. If you, if you lay hands on the sick and instead of the sick recovering, you catch the sickness, you have to ask yourself some questions. Do I really believe the way the Bible says I should believe? Some people say, you know, no, you know, the Bible is, it doesn't always happen all the time. You know, God is sovereign. Sometimes it happens. That's the same reason why God says that you should arise. Change the way you think. People who think that way are not thinking according to the word of God. So we have to change the way we think. And sometimes people can be believers at certain times. And after a while, many can begin to get weary. And, and the devil tries to, to weary some people's faith, to, 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 to get so many things to come against their faith. Sometimes like what's happening now, some people are dealing with financial challenges, dealing with health challenges. Their children are in school. They have to deal with that as well. And some people just get faith. I know faith overload. They're like, my faith is tired. Anything. Just, just, just break down. So run away. <laughs> but you can't do that. That's walking in darkness. You're going to have to stay up yourself. Stay up your faith. The Bible says, first of all, God will not allow you to face anything that is more than you can handle. Somebody say, hallelujah. I know some people say, pastor, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. What are you saying? God lied. He says you can. Now you are saying you cannot. 
He said, but I can't. He said, God says you can. The Bible says you can do how many things? All things through Christ who strengthens you. So the next time you want to hold, you open your mouth and say, I just can't. Just realize you are about to lie. Because you are about to say something contrary to what God says. And the Bible says that's the reason people die. That's the, people, the reason people die like men, men. They keep walking in the natural realm. They consult their body. They consult their feeling. They consult only people, human beings. And they don't consult God. And now if you read uh, the book of, of, of Kings and Chronicles, the Bible talks about a king called Asa. He was a good king. He did most, uh, mostly, he, he reformed the nation of Israel. But the Bible says in the later part of his years, he became diseased in his feet. And the Bible says that he did not consult God, but only consulted physicians. And because of that, he died. Somebody said, what's wrong? He just went to the doctor. The Bible says that he should have known better. Now, he's not saying doctors are bad, but he said his heart now became deviated from God and began to depend on doctors. Now, some people are asking, and, and they're asking, uh, there's a lot of false news, and I'm trying not to go into some of these things because I want to stay more in God's word as clearly as possible. But sometimes you need to apply it so people will understand. People are asking questions like, is there anything wrong with vaccination? You know, some people are saying, well, the vaccination is coming out and, and there's going to be chip inside, and this chip uh, is the mark of the Antichrist. So, uh, how do we know? We can't read the chip whether it has 666. Some people say, okay, uh, is all vaccinations wrong? Some people are completely against vaccinations. It's the devil. He kills, steals, and destroys. Now, if you look at the word of God, you discover that the problem really is not just a vaccination. A vaccination uh, could be wrong or right, depending on if they did the right vaccination. But one of the things that is that is important from God's perspective is that many times people begin to take their faith from God and begin to depend on the system as their solution. People who should believe God, instead of releasing their faith to believe God, they begin to depend solely on doctors. Almost like, without the doctors, I can't survive. Without the vaccination, I can't be healed. Now, what's happening at the vaccination is taking the worship that would have belonged to God. And that's what's happening. That's why people are so afraid. One reason why people are so afraid is because they are so confident in the medical profession, in World Health Organization. They look at the Word of God, then they look at what World Health Organization says. And it's contrary sometimes. And what, what do they follow? World Health Organization is like... We can see the people are falling down. God says, by stripes you are here. We know he said that. God said, if you eat the bread and drink the cup, you have immunity. But, so their faith has departed from the living God. And it can be subtle. If you look at the nation of Israel, it didn't just happen overnight. Many times, gradually, gradually, other things begin to take the place of God. They begin to worship other idols. They begin to depend more on things than the word of God. And so, soon enough, the power of God is no longer seen in their life. And they wonder why. How come we are not seeing miracles? The reason why people are not seeing miracles is not because God has changed. It's because people's faith have departed from God and they have set their faith faith on other things. And if your faith is in other things, that's exactly where you're going to get your results from. And that's why God is saying, arise! Somebody say, hallelujah! Change the way you think. This is not the time to begin to, 
to just believe. You can believe God for vaccination for the rest of the world who don't know God. They need it because they need to be sustained so that they can be healed, so that they can, they can receive the gospel. But for the believer, we need to be praying for divine immunity. No sickness, no disease. We are not subject to what everybody else is subject to. Even if we hug someone who has the disease, they get healed. Somebody say hallelujah. That should be our mindset. Anything contrary to that is a propagation of fear, and we have to renew our minds. Sometimes you may even you may catch yourself thinking that way. Renew your mind very quickly. Somebody say hallelujah. Repent of it. Say no, no, no. Somebody says, can I shake you? It's like, well, you uh, uh, say, no, no, shake me, shake me, you'll get here. That's the way we should be thinking. Because anything else begins to deviate from the word of God. We need to begin to stay in God's word. And many times, again, some of these other instructions out there may be there for good. But if it's contrary to the word of God, it takes people's heart away from the word of God into darkness. So what's darkness according to scripture? Darkness is when people are outside God's word. When they are living in the ignorance of God's word or they are living contrary to God's word. Let's, let's look at a few more scriptures. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 2. And we'll move a little faster. Let's look at from verse 6 to 15. Proverbs chapter number 2, from verse 6 to 15. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. The Bible says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of the saints. Then shall thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, every good part. When wisdom entereth unto thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the path of uprightness, and walk in the ways of darkness. So let's go back again. What is this saying here? He said the word of God is the wisdom for the believer. And it will be your protection. It will be your shield. It will be your buckler. And it will separate you from the way unbelievers live who continue to walk in darkness. And they speak perverse things. What are perverse things? Things that are contrary to the word of God. They open their mouth and just say anything they feel or anything people say. And the Bible says that's how people walk in darkness. Hallelujah. Let's go back again. Read it from verse 6 again. The Bible says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, and of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth sound wisdom for the righteous. He is the buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his sense. Then shall thou understand righteousness. And judgment and equity, and every, every good part. When wisdom entereth unto thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. We read in 82 that one of the problems that some people don't want to know, but the people who, who wisdom is pleasant to them, somebody say hallelujah, who sit up to watch church online and remove distractions, who say, listen, don't disturb me, this is time for service. Not the one who play around, but when they go to the doctor's office, they're very serious. This is the doctor's office. 
Somebody say, hallelujah. This is your lawyer's office right now. And you are being delivered from the oppression of Satan and from sickness and disease. This is when you need to have your pen and your paper. And write down because this is life. This is that will deliver you from darkness. Because sometimes people trivialize the word of God and they become serious when they're dealing with secular things. And they wonder, why is, it, why is it happening like it's happening to us like everybody else? Verse 11 says, And discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the path of uprightness and walk in the way of darkness. Go all the way to 15. Who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and forward in their path. Somebody say hallelujah. Open to Ecclesiastes 6.2. Read from verse 13 to 14. Move quickly if you can. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2. The Bible says here, hallelujah. Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly. As far as light excelleth darkness. So the Bible is comparing wisdom and foolishness. So the one who is walking in wisdom is walking where? In light. The one who is walking in folly is walking where? In darkness. Somebody say hallelujah. He said the wise man's eyes are in his head. But the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceive also that one event happening to them all. Somebody say hallelujah. So here we are saying that darkness is, is foolishness. People who don't know the truth, they just keep walking in darkness. Open also to Isaiah 29, we read verse 18. Put the scriptures down, and then uh, as we're reading them, just go back and look at them again. Isaiah chapter number 29, verse 18. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. So one of the uh, things of darkness is to be blinded. Psalm 91. Let's start from verse 1. You know, when the Bible says that darkness shall cover the earth, it's talking about ignorance. People are ignorant of God's word. People don't see the way they should. They just walk in the secular world. They walk in the way everybody else walks. And so you have to begin to come out. When the Bible says arise, it means change. Renew your mind. The Bible says we are changed by renewing our mind. We start to think differently. You know, one of the, one of the things I'm saying is that too many people like to fit in. Somebody say hallelujah. Can you imagine light trying to fit in in darkness? What's going to happen? There's darkness and the torchlight comes. He wants to hide inside darkness. No matter how much he hides, what's going to happen? As long as it's light, it's going to be standing out bright in darkness. So what some people do, they try to cover it so that they don't shine. They don't want, you know, some people say, you haven't heard things like this. You are making me look bad. So because some people don't want to make other people look bad, they now change to be like them. You have not only condemned yourself, you have condemned them as well. Because the only way out of darkness is light. And light is able to help darkness by first being contrary, contrast to the darkness. If you join in the darkness, there's no way you can help somebody out of darkness. So, yeah, 
The people looked at Jesus and said, what manner of man is this? Some said, this man lost his mind. He's a lunatic. They called him a lunatic. Some said, where? We can't understand. Who does he think he is? He's calling himself the son of God. We know his parents. They said, where did this man get all his wisdom? And he's sounding as if he's, a, he's, he's God. He's calling God his father, making himself equal like God. They picked up stones to stone him. You know what he said to them? If I say like you say, then I will, I will not be telling the truth. Why? Because he came as light to shine in darkness. And the people did not know the truth. They did not know God. They did not know how God operates. They walked in darkness. And so he that was light came to shine in darkness. And the worst thing light can do for darkness is to join the darkness. But many Christians don't see that. So they join in the darkness. They join in the complaining. They think that if you stand out and say no, I'm not going under. People will look at you as like, what? What's wrong with you? Do you think you are holier than thou? Say, I don't think the Bible says I'm born again, so I'm holy. Somebody say, hallelujah. And we're going to have to stand out because darkness is ignorance. And the one who knows the truth, the one who understands the word, has to be able to not only say it, but leave it. In the presence of darkness. Somebody say hallelujah. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers. I read some translations say with his wrapper. Praise God. That's a nice translation. <laughs> so God's wears rapper. And under his wings thou shalt trust. <laughs> his truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. He said, thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night. So he said the one who dwells in the secret place abides under the shadow. And he says, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. And say, because of that, he's not afraid. So if somebody is afraid, what does that tell us? It means that he's not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, neither is he abiding under their shadow, because he's not saying the Lord is my refuge. He's saying things are falling apart. I don't know what's going on. That person is not abiding in the secret place. For they that dwell in the secret place abide under the shadow, and they say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. So what you are saying can help us identify where you are. It's a GPS location, locator. So if you, are, if you are afraid and complaining and worried, we know that you are not in the secret place. Because they that dwell in the secret place, what? They abide under the shadow. And they are saying of the Lord, the Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my fortress. And the ones who are not in the secret place, they, they, the rest of the psalm do not apply to them the positive part. Verse 2. I said, and I will see of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. In God, in him I will trust. Verse, next verse. Surely he shall deliver thee of the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with their feathers, with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth, his truth, his word shall be thy shield and thy buckler. So your weapon, like the Bible says in Ephesians 6, is the word of God. He said, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flyeth by day, nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness. What's pestilence? Speak to me, church. You guys should be sitting in front. Why are you sitting all the way to the back? He said, you shall not be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness. So where does sickness walk? 
In darkness. Sickness does not work in the light because he knows the light will crush it. People in light will destroy it. So the place of sickness is in darkness. The word pestilence means pandemic. It means sickness and disease. So this sickness and disease only thrives in darkness. That's why the Bible says that we should arise and shine the light is come. Because once the light shines in darkness, the power of Satan can no longer thrive, kill, steal, and destroy. Satan tries in darkness. And that's why I said yesterday, one of the reasons people are sick, like the Bible says, is because they don't know the truth. They don't believe the truth. People say, what? Are you saying that those ones who died, you are holier than that? I'm not saying, I didn't say. The Bible tells us that if you will eat the bread of life, you have eternal life walking in you. You cannot, you can no longer be subject to the Satan. So, you can get mad at me if you like, but I'll live in divine health, rejoicing in the light. You can join me too. Somebody say hallelujah and refuse to complain and worry and believe that everyone who, who can receive the word of God receives life and receive health. You can't be subject to sickness and disease if you believe the word of God like the, the Bible says we should. He said that the, the Bible says here that the sickness walks in darkness. Psalm 107. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I'm just, I've not even gotten to the main message yet. Somebody say, hallelujah. We are just establishing darkness. The, the, today's message is shining as light. So we're going to have to talk about light. Uh, but we have to know what darkness is so that we know how to shine. Amen. Amen. So if people are afraid, worried, they are sick, uh, the one who is light should go there with divine help. Amen. amen. I said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Word. I said, Hallelujah. So if someone full with the Holy Ghost shakes a man who is full with coronavirus, what should happen? Should the one full with the Holy Ghost catch coronavirus or the one who was sick should get healed? Yeah, power of light is stronger than darkness. So, for people say, I believe that, but in the action, it's different. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Now, again, I've said that you don't, you don't have to be reckless. The Bible doesn't say we should just, we're not trying to test this. We know this. And we are led of the Holy Ghost. God will lead you where to go. Because there are certain times whereby there are environmental things that affect other people. Someone say hallelujah. And they are, they are, just like there are corporate anointings, there are corporate darkness. There's, there's a dark anointing. Jesus himself, the Bible says, could not do many mighty works in Nazareth. So he just didn't go there and say, I'm the Christ. I can heal all this. Everyone, come, you must be healed. He couldn't do that. Because the people's unbelief was so strong, he, could, he couldn't. He wanted to, he just couldn't. The Bible says a particular time, he wanted to minister to the sick, he took the guy out of town. All those people were idol, they, they were, they were, they were, they were liars, thieves. And I, the Bible doesn't tell about. I'm just saying, they were walking in thick darkness. They, 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 their confession was so bad that miracles found it difficult to walk in that place. He had to get the guy out. And after ministering to the guy, he said, don't go back to that town. Don't go back to that time. Why? Because there are some areas that you ought not to be operating, that your faith is going to be highly challenged. And that's why you have to be led. It's not saying, oh, I'm healed and you just uh, I'm have divine health, and then you just go looking for cyanide to drink. That's not what I'm talking about. But the Bible tells us that these signs will follow, which means that as you are walking in the path of righteousness, God tells you, you ought not to be afraid. And when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Somebody say, Hallelujah. For time, let's start from verse 10. Psalm 107, verse chapter, verse number 10. 
or no, no, let's start from verse 8. 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he, he satisfies the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Somebody say hallelujah. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. So people who are bound in affliction and iron, where are they sitting? Speak to me. They are sitting in darkness. So when the Bible says, arise, shine, darkness shall cover the earth, we now understand some of the, the things of darkness. To be afflicted, to be bound, to be afraid, to be oppressed. All these are darkness. It's not just no light. Some people have bright light, electricity light in their house, but they are still in darkness because their heart is darkened. Again, verse, verse 10. It says, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God. So why are people bound in iron and in affliction and in darkness? The Bible says because of what? They rebel. Some people say, no, you know, God is mysterious. He, some are healed. Some are saved. We don't know why some people just die. But that's not what the Bible says. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. And then some people say, what are you saying? Everybody who God seek is rebellious. I am not the one saying, look at the Bible. Look, he said, because. What is rebellion? Rebellion is not always just say, I rebel. Many of the rebellions are quiet rebellions. They will say, uh-huh, I hear you. Preach it, pastor. And then they will go on their own private time and act and plan like the word of God is not so. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. He said, because they rebelled against the word of God and contempt the counsel of the Most High. They, 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 they stood against it. Therefore, he brought down their hearts with labor and they fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness. What darkness was he talking about here again? Sickness and disease. Their heart was failing. They were bound in iron because they rebelled. And then they cried. They repented. They, they, they found out 2 Chronicles 7.14. If the people who are called by my name will turn, you know, will pray unto the Lord and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven, he will heal their land. So they cried unto the Lord, they changed, they repented, and God brought them out. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bounds in thunder. Continue. Oh, that men should praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Just continue to 22. For he had broken the gates of bars and cut the bars of iron in sunder. I like that song. Oh, that man should praise the Lord. Oh, that man should praise the Lord. For his goodness and for his wonderful work. To the children of men, to the children of men. For his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men, to the children. He has broken the gates of wrath and turned the bars of fire. Amen. Okay, let's continue because if we can start singing, we won't get to the rest part. He said, fools, fools. We discovered again that foolishness is part of walking in darkness. He said, fools, because of their transgression, 
and because of their iniquity afflicted. And no, again, people who don't like this, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. If somebody is afflicted, look at it again, verse 17. I said, if somebody is afflicted, it's because what? They had done some foolish things. Praise God. There's some foolishness going on. You see, one of the foolishness, sometimes people just overeat. That foolishness. <laughs> some people stress themselves and not, and not rest. Is that foolishness? Well, the Bible teaches us not to do that. So the rebellion the Bible is talking about here is not just rebelling on, oh, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. I don't do any of those things like the rich young ruler said. And Jesus Christ, okay, one thing is left. He really loved the guy. He said, okay, uh, give all your money. The guy said, God forbid. <laughs> I came here to ask, and I like, you want to take all my money? Now, what was Jesus doing? Testing his heart. Testing his heart. And he thought he was doing very well. He did very well in some areas. He got rich. But there were some areas where he, where he was rebellious. And the same way, the Bible says fools. Because of their transgression. The word transgression means to miss the mark. They miss certain things. Sometimes it's just the words people say. The Bible says it's not just what you eat that affects you as much as what comes out of your mouth. So if you wake up every morning and say, my youth is renewed by the word of God. I live in divine hell. He took away all my sickness and all my disease by his strife. And we are here. That will do better for you than taking multivitamins. Somebody say hallelujah. But some people take multivitamins and confess negative. This is my headache. My headache. And they have claimed that headache that is not theirs. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. The Bible says fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquity are afflicted. Next verse. They are so abhorred all manner of meat. They lost their appetite. They couldn't eat. And they drew near the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. We don't we love the Lord? Somebody say hallelujah. Even when you don't do foolish things and you're dying, what should you do? Cry unto the Lord. Don't begin to get rebellious. And say, you know what? I don't care. You know, some people are so mean to the word of God and just discuss God and die. But the Bible says, if you cry unto the Lord, you, he, he will save you. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He sent his word and healed them. He sent vaccine and healed. No, no. What did the Bible say? He sent what? His word. So what's the most powerful antidote to the coronavirus? The word of God. The word. What I'm doing now, I'm giving you supernatural spiritual inoculation. And as you hear God's word, you are walking in divine health. He's, he's, he's bringing life to your body. And that's why I keep saying one of the best things you can do in this season is to share the word of God. Is to share the word of God. You know, anybody who finds, for example, the cure for the coronavirus and it actually works and keeps him to himself, people are going to think he's wicked. Some people say he should even be arrested. How can he have it and thousands of people are dying and he knows. Maybe a scientist discovered it and said, I won't share it with anybody. I will just use it for my family. He will be called wicked. But that's the same way many people are doing with the word of God. The Bible said the word of God is life to those that find them and hell to all their flesh. 
If we actually believe like we should, that this word has power to heal the sick, we'll do more to bring it out. We'll share it. We'll, we'll, we'll take extract and share. We'll send scripture and say, listen to this. This will keep you safe in this time of pandemic. This will protect your family. Meditate on it. Recite it. We'll send it. But many don't believe the word like that. The Bible says in 20 again, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. So what should we be doing at this time? Rejoicing, dancing, sacrifice of thanksgiving. Take your tambourine and play it at home and begin to rejoice. Because that's what is an indication that you believe the truth of God's word. Somebody say hallelujah. So the word of God is light. It brings a healing and deliverance to the affliction of sickness and disease. We'll read one, 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 maybe one more. Let's look at Psalm 143, verse 3 to, to 12. Then I'll start my message this morning. Somebody say, hallelujah. <laughs> I like what Dr. F. said in one of our camp meetings. The preamble can be 45 minutes and the message be five minutes. <laughs> so don't get worried. <laughs> We're going to read from verse 3 to 12. You love the word, right? Yeah, that's, that's healing. This is where those who stay long at the Word of God. You get intoxicated by God's Word when you stay long in the Word of God. For the enemy had persecuted my soul. He had smitten my life down to the ground. He had made me to dwell in darkness as those that have long been, have been long dead. So we see affliction and being smitten. It's one way of staying in darkness. Therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. Continue. I, I remember the days of old. I meditated on all the works. I muse on the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul tested after thee as a testy land. Hear me, speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down to the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. For indeed do I trust, cause me to know the way wherewith I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Now, what's this guy doing? He noticed he was in trouble, right? He was afflicted. He was having symptoms. And he said, no, I know this is not right. So he began to repent, turn around and began to seek the Lord and began to desire the word of God. Show me to walk in uprightness. I know I, may have, I must have missed it somewhere. My faith may have been weak. So Lord, strengthen me. You know, and I desire your word more than my daily food. I long for your word. The guy began to seek the face of God. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. For and of the of thy mercy cut off my enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. Amen. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. And of thy mercy cut. Okay, we've already read that. Now I'm gonna just go ahead and, and just mention some of the things that I believe the Spirit of God wants me to conclude with today's message. One of the things we have done is establish that sickness and disease, poverty and death are parts of darkness. These are things the Bible calls darkness, not just dark light. So somebody who is poor is living in darkness. 
Somebody who is oppressed is living in darkness. Somebody who is afflicted, it's a kind of dark way to live. But the Bible tells us, 1 John chapter number 1, that God is light. Somebody say, hallelujah. So when he says, arise, shine, for your light is come. The glory of God is risen upon you. He's saying people are in darkness. They are in poverty. They are in depression. They are in fear. They are in disease. They are in pandemic. But there is light somewhere. And God is light. And God wants this light to shine in darkness. So the Lord is going to come upon you and make you light. So that you can give light to those in darkness. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh wow. The Holy Ghost is helping us teach this. Amen. Because this is very key. You know, light is not light for himself, for itself. You don't, you don't own a torch to give the torch light. The reason for a torch light is to give others light. To give the person who is walking light. So God wants us to be light. Not just for ourselves. But the thing is that you can't be light for others if you or yourself are in darkness. So before you can shine to others, you have to be shining first. Let me put it in another way. One of the purposes of prosperity is so that you can help the poor. But you can't help the poor if you are poor yourself. So if God wants to help the poor... He has to make you rich first. Somebody say hallelujah. So your prosperity is paramount, is important if God is going to shine the light of prosperity to those who are in darkness. So you are not just there to be rich just for your sake. You are going to be rich because other people are also depending on your wealth for them to become rich. Somebody say hallelujah. So you need now to begin to desire wealth not just for the sake of showing off as one of the Joneses, but because it's needed for the kingdom of God. If you become rich, many people are going to be blessed because we use it for kingdom purposes. If unbelievers are the ones controlling the world, many people are going to suffer because they use it for evil. Use it to, to promote evil lifestyles that cause more destruction, more damages. And that's why in this last days, God is transferring wealth from the unrighteous to the righteous. Somebody say hallelujah. That's the same thing with health. If people are sick, you know the sick can really not help the sick. Do you know that? Yes, yeah, speak to me. If you, are, if you are confined in an emergency room and you are on the ventilator, you can't go around preaching the gospel. So if God wants you to go preaching the gospel, you have to be well. Somebody say hallelujah. You have to be in divine health. I pray for those who are in the medical field. And many of them in this period, they have been walking over time, standing out there, ministering to the sick. In the way they know how. But if you are a believer, thank God for using you know, your profession. But remember, there is something you have more than medicine. You have the Holy Ghost. And you are there to help them, not only by your medical expertise, but by the anointing of God upon you. Even if you have to minister medication, pray for them and you refuse to catch the sickness. Somebody say hallelujah. Because that's the only way you can stay alive enough to help other folks. You know, I was listening to, I was talking to one, somebody who is in the forefront of this uh, uh, medical, uh, in the forefront of medical profession in this pandemic time. And she was telling me that actually many of them were already ministering or shall I say ministry or <laughs> helping the sick that had the coronavirus before they knew 
that there was a pandemic and that it had reached their place. People came, they didn't know what it was, it was like cold. And it was later on they discovered that the people that they were handling had the, the virus. So what could have protected them then? They did, not have the, they did not have the gloves, they did not have the face mask because they didn't know. It had spread further before people recognized that it was actually spreading that fast. And so the only thing that could have preserved them at that time was their faith in God's word. So people are depending so much on this. this thank God for it. But I'm telling you, there are certain things that are even growing in places now that people don't even know. They have not been identified. So if you are waiting for the medical field to identify it first and then to give you the vaccination first, you, people would have died by that time. And the only thing that can secure your divine health, no matter what kind of sickness comes out, is if your faith is based on the word of God. And that's why you have to get the word of God inside of you. Because in these last days, there will be different kinds of sickness and disease. And the doctors will not always have a solution just like the one we are seeing right now. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible says God is like 1 John, 1 John chapter number 1. So for us to be able to shine, we have to receive the light that God is. And through us, God wants to shine into the dark world. You know, I know this is perilous time for many. This is difficult time for many. And we don't make light of it. But I actually think this is a great time for the church. Because when there is darkness, light becomes most needed. It shines brighter. This is the time where many people who will never hear the gospel before may now be ready to hear the gospel. Tell somebody, listen, the, 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 the solution to this thing is the word of God. They may first look at you and what religious guy is this? I know, I know, I know. I don't want religion. So this is not religion. You need to be saved. You need to believe the word. Because things are coming that the doctors don't know. And if you don't believe it, you don't receive it, you are, you are susceptible to this thing. You need to have divine immunity. This is the time to preach the gospel. There are many nations now who, who are dependent on, 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 on the medical field, who have left God, who are realizing that that's not a solution. Many are going to turn to God in this season. They are going to look for solutions. They realize that, look, their lives cannot just be hanging like that on people who don't know. They need to find who he who knows. And there's one who knows all things. And his name is Jesus Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. One of the first things the Bible tells us here from verse 5, uh, St. John, 1 John chapter number 1, the Bible says, And this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him... Is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Somebody say hallelujah. Tell somebody God is light. Say it again. God is light. Say in him... Is no darkness at all. Say again, God is light. In him is no sickness at all. You know, one of the things that Jesus came to do in the new covenant is that he came to bring light. The Bible says, He did that dwell in darkness, they saw a great light. Talking about Jesus. Jesus Christ came and said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. One of the first things we establish as, as darkness is actually ignorance of the truth. 
The Bible says, Jesus Christ said if to his disciples, disciples, people who were following him, he said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. He said, and then ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Meaning that a lot of the people don't know the reality of things. They don't see things as they really are. Many people are confused. They, they assume they know, but they really don't know the truth. Because Jesus is the truth. Even in the reading of the Old Testament, even in the reading of many traditions and religious places, even many churches, the Bible tells us that people just they, they dwell in darkness until Jesus Christ came. For example, many people still believe that sickness and disease comes from God. Some say God give it and God take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's just dumb dumb in the New Testament. Now, that could fly in the Old Testament, but we know in the New Testament that God is not the one that takes it away. Jesus Christ came and said, it's the thief that comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He said, but I am come that ye may have life and have life more abundance. So if you are saying God took away, you are saying God is the thief. Now, at the time of ignorance, God overlooked. They didn't know at that time, so they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were okay because they were blind and they said blindfold. But now light has come. Light has come. We can't walk in darkness anymore. We know that the sickness is not from God. Pandemics are not from God. Afflictions are not from God. Poverty is an oppression of the devil. So don't let the devil keep any you or anyone in darkness to say, well, we don't know why God prospers some. Some don't just prosper. No, it's not true. If you are thinking like that, it's a thought of darkness. You need to wake up into the light of God's word. There is no sickness in God. You can't give sickness to anyone. So in the New Testament, we know that anyone who is sick is oppressed. Acts 10.38, put it up. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went, to what? who went about doing what? Doing good and what? Healing how many? All that were oppressed of the devil. Acts 10.38. So we know in the New Covenant that sickness and disease is an oppression. So this pandemic is the devil going out wide to kill, to steal and destroy. And demons released upon the earth to cause death. And some Christians say, well, we don't really know what it's about. We know. And that's why just physical things are not sufficient to resist it. We have to resist it from the realm of the spirit. So the word of God makes us see that God is light. In him, there is no darkness. It's put out there how God anointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all, healing all. Everyone that Jesus ministered to got healed. The only places people couldn't get healed was because they refused to believe in Nazareth. You find that in Mark chapter 6. And then he couldn't do many miracles there, not because he did not want to, but because they would not receive him. And the Bible makes us see that sickness and disease is an oppression of the devil. The Bible tells us in, 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 in um, Luke 13 about the woman who was, has been bent over for many years came to Jesus. Jesus rebuked the spirit of infirmity and the woman became straight. There was a demon behind the sickness and disease. And the Bible says Jesus went to Peter's house and the mother-in-law was sick with a fever. Maybe the fever was the time they say happens now in coronavirus. Fever and then suddenly the person starts coughing blood. Now Jesus rebuked the fever, the spirit of fever and the fever left and she got healed and began to walk with them. And every time Jesus ministered to the sick he dealt 
interpreted from the root because it has a spiritual origin. And that's the same thing that the church should be doing now. Not wondering, hiding, being afraid and, and, and hoping that they get a fascination from somewhere. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the solution. We have the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. But the problem is that the word of God is within the custodian of the church and the church is on hiding and lockdown where the power is the power of the word and the word is being healed. But thank God it's not everyone. Many have decided to go online. Somebody say hallelujah and distribute it to as many people as we hear it because that's the power. That's the solution to this problem. That's spiritual immunity. Somebody say hallelujah. It's not only for sickness, it's also for prosperity. Poverty is not of God. Neither is death and destruction. So James, let's go back again to 1 John. Bible says, God is light. This is the message we have heard from him from the beginning. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Tell somebody, in God there is no darkness. Say, there is no sickness. There is no disease. Say, God is light. If you have God, you can't walk in darkness. So if you're walking in darkness, you're missing something with God. Because the Bible says, in him there is no darkness at all. This is the message, verse 5, which we have heard from the beginning and declaring to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Next verse. No darkness. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If someone said, listen, I'm doing, no, someone said, I have all the faith in the world. This disease is just, if God wants to take it, God will take it. The Bible says, if you are saying you're fellowshipping with him and you are still under the darkness of oppression, he said, you lie. People say, no, I cannot say I'm lying. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Now, you may not understand it. You may not even know where you may have missed it. But the Bible says that God is light. And if you are walking in union fellowship you're walking like he said you can't be walking in darkness jesus said to them in john 8 he said i am the light of the world they that follow me cannot walk in darkness but they shall have the light of life so you can walk with him and then stay in darkness so if anyone is walking in darkness he missed a step with the lord somebody say hallelujah for example, some people are believing God, praying God, oh God, sustain our finances, oh God, oh God, oh God, this period, give me money, money coming from the north, south, east, and west. And you ask them, do you tithe? No, 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 I don't believe in tithing. Oh God, oh God, stop praying. Now, the Bible says God is not God. And you say you believe God, but you don't do what God says. It doesn't work. Praying, Bible says that one of the ways the hidden pray, he said the hidden pray, thinking they are going to be heard by much speaking. Unfortunately, that's what many Christians believe. They just pray and pray and pray, and they think that's what makes the difference. No, it's, it's acting in faith, praying in faith, doing what the Word of God says. There are certain things you do, you don't even have to pray long. Praise God. If God instructs you to give and you give, you don't need to pray long for prosperity to come. He will show you where to pass. He will show you the path you should take. You take it. 
Your prayer now will be for others. You will be praying supplication and intercession. You won't be praying for, for yourself because he is giving you part. In short, most of the time when you are praying for things that you have need of, what you are really praying for is instruction and direction what to do. When God gives you the instruction and direction, you don't need to keep praying for God to do more. He's telling you what to do to get it. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Now, if if you refuse to do what he tells you to do and you keep praying and praying and praying, it's just waste of bread and waste of time. Do what he says. Praise God. The Bible, for example, says when you pray, forgive. And then you are praying, God reminds you, hey, you are still keeping grudge. And you are praying, praying. You have not forgiven. You are praying, praying. You're wasting your time. Just get up. Write a letter of apology <laughs> and say, Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I shouldn't have. That is more effective than changing the tone of your tongues. Hallelujah! I say, Hallelujah! And people wonder, I don't know why it hasn't changed. I don't know why. I've been praying and be praying. It's not, it's not just shouting in prayer. Prayer is to hear and to do, to do what God says. James chapter number one. Let's round this thing up. Somebody say hallelujah today. So we are the light of the word, and we are supposed to shine. When the Bible says arise, shine, that word means arise, be light. Because the word shine is the, is the Greek word. Or uh, is the Hebrew word O-R-E-R, and means to, to, to be light, to shine, to, to shine as light, to shine as light. So he said, Arise, stop living the way you used to be and become the light. Light brings illumination, shows people the way things really are. James chapter number one from verse 16. He said, Do not err, my beloved brethren. He said, Every good and every perfect gift is from above. What kind of goods come from above? Good and what? And perfect. Not just good, good and perfect. It's, it's, it has no flaw in it. Somebody say hallelujah. Bible said the blessing of the Lord, it was, it maketh rich and has no sorrow. If there's sorrow attached to it, something got missing. It didn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, that's not God's perfect will. God wants you to be holy, healthy, and wealthy. Amen. You're enjoying your life and you have money to enjoy it too. You're living in divine health. The Bible says, don't err. That means people err. If you say, do not err, it means people miss it here. Dearly beloved, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. The Father of what? Come on, talk to me. The Father of what? If you are home, talk to me. The Father of what? Light. Light. So if God is the father of lights, what are the children? children they are children of light. They are lights. That's a simple arithmetic. <laughs> if the father is the father of light, what are the children? Children of light. No, they are lights. <laughs> but it's still correct. They are children. <laughs> because he is light, so they are children of light. So we are light. So when the Bible says you are the light of the world, he wasn't just using it as a figure of speech. Your father is light. If your father is light, you must be light. He gave birth to light. The Bible says he is the father of light. Let's continue. Hallelujah. With whom is no variableness, neither the shadow of turning. God does not have shades. He's just light, plain. No spot, no dark spot. 
That means that you can't find any evil in God. There's no God does not operate in shades. We never know what. Some say you never know. God is so mysterious. Those things are not true. It's mysterious to those in darkness. Those who are in the light like he is in the light. God is not mysterious. His ways, he wants us to know. He sent Jesus to know, to, for us to reveal the, his ways to us. The Bible said that Moses even knew the ways of God, even though the children of Israel knew the acts of God. And in this new covenant, God does not want us to dwell in darkness. That's why he sent Jesus as the light, so that we can be in the light even as he is in the light. The Bible tells us that, 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 that the Holy Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. He said, nothing has, it has not entered the heart of man, nor has he entered the ear what God has prepared. But God reveals this to us by his Spirit. You can't walk in darkness when you are walking with God. God reveals everything that you need to know. Somebody say, hallelujah. So how do we shine as light? We have to become. Like we are sons of God, sons of light. You need to be born again. If you're watching and you're not born again, you can't be in light except you are born of light. You know, righteousness is not something you just do. It's something that is born before you do it. If you try to do it and you're not born in it, you can have it. So you have to be born again. And those of us who are born again, if you're born again, you have to recognize that you are a son of God. You are, you are a light in the world. You're not just here for yourself. You're here to shine for others. The Bible said the first Adam was a living soul. The last Adam was a life-giving spirit, which means that he was not here for himself. He was here to give life to others. And you cannot give light to others. You can't give to others if you don't have it. So first of all, you have to receive the light of God. So in back again to Isaiah 60, he said, Arise, shine, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So you receive the light of God. You receive the revelation of God. You receive the impartation of God. And then through you, your light begins to shine to the Gentiles. He said, then lift up your eyes. Say, see, they begin to come to your light. He said, kings come to the brightness of your rising. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You know, there's so much I want to say, but I can always continue some other time. Uh, one of the things the Holy Ghost is saying to me as I'm rounding up is that the Bible tells us that there are different degrees of glory. And the word glory means brightness, light. Some people have small lights. Good. Uh, you can still shine. Praise God. You know, there are some pens that have light at the end. You can own it. And if the place is really dark, you can walk in it. The first time I went to Africa after, you know, after a while, then cell phones were just becoming popular. I was shocked at the use of cell phones. I never used to use it here. Why? Because, you know, there was a time the, the main power went out. And everybody brought out their cell phone and it was light. I'm like, wait a minute, they use this too for light? Yeah, and that's what they were using to walk when they are going on their paths. They just use their cell phone. So I discovered that the cell phone had many uses, praise God. That was most some people's light. It was not very bright, but it could keep them from hitting their foot against the stone. But there are different degrees of brightness. Hallelujah. There are some that is just a light for your path, for your feet, but there are some that is a light for others to come onto. But God is saying that we need to arise and begin to shine brightly because it's not only Gentiles that God wants to bring to our light. God wants to bring kings 
people who have who have achieved some, who have gotten somewhere, people who are even saved to the brightness. When you say brightness, to the degree of our glory. And the more you shine, the more you attract. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you want to shine as light in your finances, you may be a tenier. You give in tens. You receive in tens. Now if you want to increase your intensity of light, where are you going to arise to? You are going to have to at least believe God to become hundred, to be able to receive and give in hundreds. You become a hundredier. But that's a good light. You're giving in hundreds. But can you increase your light from there? Yeah, you can shine brighter and get into the thousands. Now, this is becoming brighter. And if you give more and you shine more, you can make greater impact. And some like, wow, thousands are good, but there's even a brighter glory. You can increase into the millions and into the billions and into the trillions. So there are different degrees of glory. And the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 3, he said, as we are beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God, he said, we are being changed from one degree of glory to another, even as by the Spirit. So God recognizes that there are different degrees of glory, different degrees of the anointing, different degrees, degrees of the healing anointing, different degrees of your love work, and you can increase from one degree of glory to another. Somebody say hallelujah. So today God is saying arise and shine as light. But first of all, you're going to have to receive light. You're going to have to believe God that you are light. Let's go to Philippians chapter number 2. I think this is probably one of the last scriptures I'll read. <laughs> so you have to begin to recognize the things God says is required for us to shine. Are you shining as light? Yes, sir. I'll read this. I'll read Ephesians 5 and then we'll close. Praise God. Philippians chapter number 2. Let's start from verse 14. He said, do all things. How many things? What does all mean? Everything. He said, do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So here's one way you are going to have to shine. Do all things without what? grumbling, murmuring, or complaining. That means that anyone who is murmuring, grumbling, complaining is walking in darkness. You are, you are operating as darkness. I don't understand. I'm in the light. I'm in the light. The Bible says do all things without murmuring. So you cannot be a murmurer, a complainer, a grumbler, I don't know what's going on. I'm tired of this thing. I'm going to leave. I'm tired. I'm this work is bad. Everybody, you complain, you grumble. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are dimming the light. So even if things are hard, what should you be doing? If you are going to shine, I said, what should you be doing? Rejoice. Now, if you allow the circumstances to cause you to begin to grumble, what has it done? You have accepted the darkness and you have lost your shine. 
You shine when you are rejoicing in the midst of challenges. That's why you can't lose your tambourine. Somebody say hallelujah. You can't lose your praise. You can't lose your... No matter what's going on, in the midst of the worst condition, you just break out into a dance. That's, that's, that's one way to shine. People are complaining right now. We're afraid. We don't know what's happening. It's, uh, the old place is dark. We don't have any more. This is the time to shine. They see you smiling. When you come talk to them in conversation, you say, stop complaining. God is good. Somebody say, hallelujah. You say, oh, everything is working out together for God. We are coming out of this. Don't complain like the rest of the world. That is darkness. That's the way darkness works. Complaining, murmuring, finding faults, always sad, but light shines. Light rejoices. Light gives God praise. Light says, I'm coming out of this better than I entered. Light says, all things are working together for good. Light says, wow, my home is blessed. My children are blessed. My husband is blessed. My, my, my wife is blessed. Oh, I'm doing so great. That is shining. I said, that is shining. Everything else is what? Darkness. And he said, if you, if you say you fellowship with him and you walk in darkness, he said what? He said, you are a liar. You are a liar. You are not walking in the light. He said, then you need to repent and change. Make up your mind. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. The situation is so hard. You can't help but complain. You just imagine life says, the situation is so dark. I can't help but becoming dark. So why are you light? The essence of light is to shine where? In the dark. In the dark. So the time the darkness comes, that's the time the light shows up and demonstrates that he's different. Again, the Bible makes us see we can't join in the darkness. Somebody's complaining, grumbling. Should you complain and grumble back? Do me, I do you. God, not a verse. That's evil. Bible says an eye for an eye is not right in the new covenant. Let's look at Ephesians 5. We'll round up with this. So if somebody curses you, what do you do? You bless them. <laughs> if the person calls you bigot, dumb dumb, what do you do? The Lord bless you. Make your way shine. May He give you money, Jesus. <laughs> That's how you shine. That's how you shine. Or else you allow the darkness engulf you and you become a part of the darkness. Praise God. I said, Praise the Lord. One of the things the devil does, if he cannot pull you, he pushes you. He tries to force you to live like the rest of the world. You can't do that. That's why sometimes people offend. Somebody's already mad. You know, usually when somebody's angry, guess what he's trying to do? Trying to get other people to be angry too. So he's looking for, you, say, you join me, you join me in this pity party, you join me. So you can decide whether you want to join or not. And that's why when they curse you, you just laugh. <laughs> say fool like, there's no fool here. <laughs> right? You don't, you don't join in it. You don't, jo- you don't join in the annoyance. You don't join in the, in the grumbling and complaining in the quarrel. I don't have no enemies. Some people think they are my enemies, but I don't have no enemies. Praise God. <laughs> I pray for them. I pray for all of them. And, and I, that's why I don't rejoice if anybody's doing badly, because they're not my enemies. I pray that they do well. Maybe not just in my territory. They do well somewhere else, but... <laughs> but I don't I don't rejoice in even there's enough there's enough territory for everyone to do well. 
Right? We don't have to well, I don't have to quarry for the same thing. Ephesians 5. We'll run the move quickly. Let's start from verse 1. Be ye followers of God, and God is light. Somebody say hallelujah. So if you are following God, you are following in the light. Be ye followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also loved us and had given himself for us as an offering, a sacrifice to God, as a sweet smelling savour. He said, But fornication and uncleanliness or covetousness is not to be once named among you as becometh saints. How many of us are saints? Some will say, We are no saints. Yes, you are. Once you are born again, you are called to be a saint. So don't act like you are not a saint. You are a saint. And you are supposed to live as saints. No, Pastor Michael was teaching about dying to the Lord this morning. I just want, maybe I should add a few things to that. You know, the Bible tells us about the law. It said one of the problems with the law is that the law activates sin. But let me ask you this question. If you are born again, do you still have the nation of sin, nature of sin? No. So if the law comes, what can it activate? <laughs> because it's the sin that the law activates. Now, if you still harbor sin, then it will bring it because the flesh needs to be put under the leadership of the spirit. That's the reason why the Bible says you should not depend on the law because the law is trying to show the nature of sin. But sin has been dealt with, so you don't need the law anymore because there's nothing. Jesus Christ said, the evil one cometh, but has nothing in me. Sin, the law cometh, but there's nothing to show in me. I am righteousness without the law. I can live right, and even when the law comes, the law only comes to prove that I've been living righteously all the time. Because that my righteousness is of him. So I don't depend on the law to be righteous. I am righteous with or without the law. Because my righteousness is born, not done. Somebody say, hallelujah. I'm born righteous. All right, that's Jara. Let's go back again to Ephesians. <laughs> he said, neither foolishness. No foolish talking, talking about the way you have to control your tongue if you're going to shine. Neither jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. The Bible keeps saying, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. That's one way you shine. Be thankful, be joyful. Sad faces are not shining. Have you ever seen somebody whose face is sad crying? Say, oh, somebody say, oh, you are just shining today. No, no, you're not shining when you're sad and crying. You're shining when you're rejoicing. You're light when you're happy. For this you know that no homemonger, that's homosexuals, no unclean person, that's people who don't clean their cars and houses, no covetous man <laughs> who is an idolater had any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Now this sounds like it's funny, but it's the truth. Because if you don't clean your car, you can't inherit the new car. God can give you more because you have not taken care of the old one. Now let's continue. He said, let no man deceive you for this with vain words. The Bible called them vain words. They are words, but they don't contain the word of God. They are vain. He said, for because of these things, commit the wrath of God on the children of disobedience. Someone said, I said, God doesn't have any wrath. Wrath was released against sin. Jesus came to protect us from the wrath of God that was released against sin. Anyone who comes out of that protection becomes subject to the wrath that was released before. Now in Christ Jesus, there is therefore now no condemnation, no wrath, no sickness, no death. But you have a choice. He said, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Don't partake in the lying. Don't partake in the grumbling. Don't partake in the fornication. Don't partake in the jesting. Don't. For ye were sometimes darkness, 
But now ye are light in the, in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So you are correct. If your father is light, you are children of light. But you are light. You say, well, you are light in the world. You were sometimes darkness. Now ye are light. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is no goodness and righteousness and truth. Continue. Proving what is, the, what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship. Tell somebody, have no fellowship. Have no fellowship. Say, have no fellowship. have no fellowship. Don't hang out with them. Amen. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather what? Reprove them. Reprove them. Reprove means correct, instruct, teach, show them the way. Don't join in the complaining. Don't join in the grumbling. Don't join in the fight. Don't join in the political struggle. Just tell the truth. Somebody say hallelujah. It is a shame even to speak of those things which are done in, of them that are in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by life. We stop in this verse. For whatever doeth make manifest is light. So one of the purposes of light is to show things as they really are. Don't join in the lie or in the unbelief. It doesn't matter. People just like to join the popularity. No, this is what is popular. Everybody's doing that. No, the light doesn't just join. The light shows the truth. You may be the only one in your family that understands. Show them the truth. There are some people that are born again. They are the only ones saved at the time in their family. They are the only ones feeding the Holy Ghost. Everybody is walking in the flesh, walking in idolatry. But if they will stand in it and stay in it and show the truth and say, no, believers don't do this. You need to read your Bible. You need to pray. You need to worship God. You need to go to church. Let's go to church. Soon enough, they begin to get saved. But if you join them at home and begin to play with them and you are born again, you that is supposed to be light, that you tell them this is Sunday morning. You're not supposed to go to the soccer field. You're supposed to be in God. God's house, praising God, dancing like you lost your mind, to show God that you are good, and now you are out there sweating out there, playing soccer on a Sunday morning, you haven't gone to church all day, and you think if you say that, they will think that you are not a cool dad, then you are joining in the darkness. Light reproves, it corrects, it shows the truth. It tells the people, look, when you are praising God, don't keep your hand down. That's not, that's not the way you praise God. You are going to be exempt from some blessings because of the way you are praising God. Because you can't enjoy light when you are walking in darkness. God says, I like men to lift up holy hands to praise Him. I like men to dance and to sing. And if you are not dancing and you are singing, you are walking in darkness. The light comes and shows you how to do it. And He doesn't just sit there and look at you and say, well, well. No, He reproves you to help you. That's what light does. And many people don't like light many times. The Bible says in St. John chapter 3, he said, this is the condemnation. He said, light came, but people's works were darkness. And they did not like to come to their light because their works were evil. And so they ran away from darkness. Today, people look at the people who seem to be doing the right thing and say, you're making me look bad. No, I'm not making you look bad. You were already bad. I just want to help you to come out of the badness. I'm not the one making you look bad. You were bad all by yourself. That's why light has come to show that there is a way to live right so that you can come out of darkness and join us in the light and rejoice and stay away from sickness stay away from disease stay away from poverty when people are dying like flies you are increasing in your health you're looking younger, stronger you're looking better you're enjoying Philemon. somebody say hallelujah that's what God calls us to do not only to do it for ourselves but to help those 
who are in darkness. Just bow your heads and close your Father, we give you praise. Yes, Lord, we arise for our families. We will not join in the fear. We will not join in the complaining or the worry. We arise for our church. We arise for the younger ones who don't understand. We stand in the light. We declare your word. We will not join in the world in the fear of pandemic, in the fear of worry and anxiety. No, Lord, we arise. We arise. We see the light. We believe your word. You were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon you. By your stripes we are healed. We will not join in the sickness. We will not join in the fear. We will not join in the war. We are not afraid of anything. We are not afraid of the virus. We are not afraid of, 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 of COVID-19. We are not afraid of any kind of sickness. We are not afraid of 5G or 3G. We are not afraid of any sickness or disease. We are not af even afraid of any kind of vaccine. Because we don't need the vaccination. We are walking in divine health. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. We cannot be oppressed by the government. We cannot be oppressed by organization. We will not fear. We are the church, the pillar, and the foundation of truth. Through us, the whole world receives light. And we will not walk in darkness. We walk in the light. And we thank you because greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. And we stand up against every oppression of Satan, every blindfold, every stubbornness, every rebellion, even in the church. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the Spirit of God come upon each one to convict of righteousness, of sin, and of judgment. We pray for those who are yet not saved, who are watching this by, either by television or by, or by the internet. We ask that you convict them in their heart, that they will give their lives to you in the name of Jesus, that they will indeed come out of darkness, be born out of darkness, and become children of light. That they too can begin to walk in the light, even as you are in the light, and enjoy all the benefits in the name of Jesus. Before I close this message, if you're if you're watching this and you have not given your life to Christ, you're not born again. You're not sure that you are going to heaven. You have never really committed your heart, or maybe you did at the time, but you left it. You began to live like you're not a Christian. God doesn't hate you. We read Psalm 107. Many people they were afflicted, they missed God, but the Bible said they cried unto God, and God heard them and delivered them. You may be sick right now. Maybe in your sick bed. Maybe you are wondering, oh, I missed it. Uh, no, I shouldn't have done what I did. I've been living in sin. Now I'm sick. I want to say if you call upon the name of the Lord today, you shall be saved. That sickness will go. That disease will go. God will heal you. will bring you out of poverty. And will set you back on the right course. But the first thing you need to do is that you need to give your life to Christ. You must be born again, Jesus said. And to be born again is easy. You have to receive Jesus into your heart. You say, how do I do that? Just ask him to come. He will not come by force. He's a gentle spirit. But if you ask him and you mean it, he will come into your heart. He will be your Lord and Savior. The Bible says you have to believe that he died for your sin and he was raised from the dead. He said if you believe that in your heart and say it with your mouth, he said you shall be saved. So I'm going to lead you in this short prayer. If you're one of those who want to give your life to Christ, you can just stretch your hands towards the screen or lift up your hands. You can close your eyes just to focus on the Lord and say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I declare that you are the Lord of my life. Come into my heart today. Be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender to you. I believe I'm born again. Thank you for saving me. I receive your spirit in my heart. 
Teach me, guide me. Show me where to go from now. I surrender my life completely to you. You are my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, catch us at 1130 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.